dude, that was cool. Put me on the spot. Yeah, I know, I'm sorry for that. Terrible. It's the worst, isn't it? I played bass. On the spot. Hey? Nothing. Well, I removed the bass that was here. Good. I, did, I didn't understand it. Good. It had four strings and a whole bunch of knobs. I'd rather not be in the room with the bass. It's probably easier for my addiction with bass. Oh, I didn't know you had an addiction with bass. Drums too. Not with keyboards. No, why not keys? How come you never gravitated to keys? I just don't like it. Yeah. Mm. Is it the people that play it? Mainly. <laughs> well, luckily, no. this is the guitar show. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good little opener for the whole thing. Welcome to the guitaring show. Thanks for tuning in. And today, Anthony Taylor. <laughs> Woo! Yay. Can hear all the everyone clapping, and mm. there's no one in that back room. There's a bass. So I've been um, wanting you on for ages, as you know, but mm. you've been touring, you've been I just haven't wanted busy. to come in. Okay, that, that is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't knew it! So like, do I go in Shut or do up. I stay and watch TV? TV, TV, TV's good. Do I just nah. stay in this motel and, uh, it's sorry, hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah motel. motel. <laughs> You're beyond the motels oh, now. Have, like breakfast slots and stuff. Anyway. Anyway, um, what, I, look, one of the reasons I wanted you in is well, there's about three reasons, and I don't think we're going to be able to cover it all today. Mm -hmm. But you have used this guitar forever. Yes. And yep. for the longest time, you've pretty much just, I wouldn't say you've run straight into an amp, but you've been a guitar amp guy. Very basic, yeah. Very basic, Very yeah. basic. If, if I've ever seen you with pedals, it's been one or two at the most. This is the most I've seen, I know. obviously. I'm getting older now. I'm starting to bring <laughs> You suddenly re realise I don't use any of them. <laughs> I just want to fit in with everyone else. Is there any on then, the compressor? Yeah, just that one there that's been with me for the whole time. We go way back. Yes, well, we'll get on to, I think... I was using one of these recently, but I'm sure it wasn't mine. Does that sound sound familiar? It's not yours, is it? <laughs> it's I think probably CS2. Two. <laughs> no, it's not on here. It's on another board. I was, anyway, that's it. <laughs> well, it explains where that one went. <laughs> it was sitting in here for a while, and I just <clears throat> took it to a gig, but I'm not sure it's working properly. Yeah, there was... So, anyway, I had two of them. Oh, so it might have been yours. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, Mystery yeah. solved. Well, yeah, no, I already knew, yeah. Okay. I worked that mystery out a long time ago. Oh, really? Mm. It was sitting in here. It's a bit of a grudge, but anyway, there, <laughs> there was a noise issue with one of them. Ah, uh, okay. Hopefully it's not this one. Yeah, anyway. well, the one I took out and about, it seemed to not like being powered off of a power supply, mm. only a battery. Yes, yes, that was the issue. It, it wasn't a noise at all. Is that is that yeah. the issue? Yeah. But I figured that out mid-song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it took me two years to figure it out. I don't even know where I got it from, to be honest. Well, I don't know why I had to isn't, that, isn't that interesting? It's the way it works. Because until now, and I was literally just... I hadn't thought about that it could have been yours. I had no idea where it came from. Funny. I didn't know why it was here. Well, that Paisley drive, uh, I had the same story about that. Because I've only just got this board, because... I needed something to fly with, and usually I just take the CS3. Mm. But I was sick of getting nothing against Vox amps or anything like that. But I just don't like them. But I'd usually <laughs> I'd ask for a deluxe, and yeah. I'd get a Vox. And oh, I can't why I can't was compress that? just the way the back one's set up. Right. I can't compress because I like compression. Mm. I can't compress enough to make the Vox sound like I wanted to sound. So right. I thought if I run it through a couple more pedals, yeah, maybe it will. Anyway, back to the oh, story. Okay. I opened up my pedal cases, which mm. I've got those little. Boss ones. Yeah, the little plastic ones. And that Paisley pedal was in it, and I had no idea where it came from. <laughs> really? Until I posted something on a social somewhere, and mm. a bass player that I played with, a good mate of mine, in uh, Pete Wilson, he um, 
he posted underneath it. Said, "Oh, I wonder where that pedal got." To. <laughs> it was his. Apparently, he gave it to me at the beginning of Tamworth. Oh, okay. And I took it. So he, had, he hadn't lost it. No, he had. Well, he thought he may have. But, oh right. But then yeah, he, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's that story. Yeah. Okay. So that's how. You, uh, so that's how you appropriated someone else's pedal. Mm. And I usually do. Like another good mate of mine, Davey Graffin, gave me this one. Oh yeah. He just he stayed over my house one night, and the next minute it was in my pedal board. What? And he just mm. gifted it to you. Mm. That was nice. Yeah. He hated it, did he? Well, no, I don't think so. But he's. Uh, I was talking about Strymon because I never ever sat with Strymon at all. I didn't mm. know much about it. Mm. And we were just having a conversation as we do. Um, and yeah, next minute's there. I'm like, dude, you forgot your pedal. Yeah. And you neatly placed it in my pedal board as well. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh no, no, it's yours. Wow. We'll see how you go. He's a good guy. Like, Great guy. Yeah. He, you know, he's one of the he's one of the guys that's living living his dream, I suppose. But mm. he's um. He travels around, has done for I think five or six years. Yeah, indefinitely around Australia. Just that's unbelievable. Music. Yeah, I've started following him on Instagram, and play some great gigs. Every every fifth photo is him working on his car. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he rang me, which he... is great. It's like bush mechanic and entertainer. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> funny. He's got a Prado sitting up in Townsville. He's redoing because he's oh, oh Pajero. Okay. Just I think the four wheel drive stopped working last time he went to New Zealand or Tasmania or somewhere, and then. On the way back from Tamworth this year, rang me up and said, oh, I've blown a front diff and turned out it was just the rear wheel bearing. Oh, yeah, so yes, I, I remember saying that, yeah. Funny. Was and that the Pajero or the yeah, Prado? Yeah, Pajero. Okay. The Prado's just sitting up there, right. and rebuilt. Yeah. It's going to be a nice bus. But yeah. No, well, no, that's, uh, that's well, two pedals for free. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I'll get that well, one back because that is a cool pedal, that Paisley pedal, but it's kind of, in my scene, I don't really need a lot of distortion now. Right. Now. Yeah. Used yeah. to, but. Back when we were doing pub days. Well, that, that was built for Brad Pace, yes. wasn't it? Or to his specs it's or something like that. Supposed to emulate, um, like, it's terribly in tune. Yeah. That breakup yeah. of the yeah. Zed, Zed Rec or whatever it is that he uses? Oh, I wouldn't have a clue. Mm. I would not have a clue. Well, Dr. Z amps, um, and he wanted the sound to emulate, because I think he used to. I think it was a Carpe Diem, Dr. Z. Oh, okay, yeah. And he wanted that natural sound of the breakup. And yeah. that's why they made that pedal for him. Because his sound's always been heavily broken. But right. amp, amp broken. Is, is that because you can't. Broken. Is it the same with everyone? Like when you fly, you're not always going to take your amp. And so you're, you're relying on backline gear. Because I mean, no, it's Brad Paisley, he, isn't it? Yeah, he carries his own stuff, man. He, I think so he's does, it, does he need it stage. in the pedal if he can. I think it just amplifies the sound. Plus, I'm not sure if he actually uses it, to be honest. Mm. Like, let's face it, I'm not sure if Brent Mason uses that one. Oh, that's a Brent Mason. Yeah, yeah that's okay. the hot wide thing because it was one of his instrumentals. Um, so I'm not really sure if they use them. I think they use them for, for namesake, mm. but whether they actually use them on stage. Because if you've got a Z and a, a train wreck and a Dumble, obviously you wouldn't need to plug into a pedal. The other thing, too, is yeah, I agree. The other thing is uh, something I've realised recently is that players are fickle. <laughs> Mm. And <laughs> guitar players, and <laughs> yeah, guitar players. I feel so. The thing that we're into right now, in six months' time, it might be a slightly different thing than we're into. And oh, so, like, they yeah, can man. fully endorse something like this. I mean, I'm talking without really knowing. I don't know well, these guys at all. all the yeah, time, yeah, yeah. And but they could fully endorse it. And go, that's it. That was that's the sound I'm after. But then mm. they're creative people. They move on to the next project. Hundred percent, man. You know, and well, Paisley's always had that breakup. Yep. Um, whether they've sort of just cashed in 
with the whole Wampa thing, like I said before, on his particular tone. So anyone can take that pedal home and have a similar tone to what Brad's yeah, got. Yeah, nothing wrong so with that. So you've got a heap of guitarists that yeah. you know, want to sound like Brad Page, which I don't really get because as a guitarist and as a creative, you kind of want to have your own sound. Yes. Well, then there is the playing too, isn't there? Well, that probably helps. <laughs> <laughs> probably, again, but you yeah. know, you can have the sound and then you're playing hopefully is going to be different enough. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I actually really like respect Paisley, that. Clearly. I respect that pedal as a pedal because it's one of the only pedals. So this whole wide is very, dare I say it, martially, I guess. Mm. It's got a real mid distortion and it's great because the reason why I'm using a pedal board is so mm. I can play at church and at a country gig on the same weekend and not change. Yeah, you know okay. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got that. The only thing I need is one of them Endless delays at most church. I was just going to say, if you're yeah. playing at church, well, where's your delays? Once this <laughs> where's back, your reverbs? Oh, um, well, yeah, I took the reverb out of that, so I'll find it in the shed one day and put it back in because I don't. I think that's 15 year old now, and it hasn't had the reverb in it because I took the tank out of it. Because oh, every time yeah. you moved around the stage, well, you could just get a reverb pedal. Well, you could just use the one that's in the amp. Which is, you know what? Because there are, yeah, mm. there are really nice pedals emulating. Exactly, and that's that's essentially the. The one I always want on, on my board, because my 65 amps has no reverb. I oh, really? No. And uh, the one I always I want as my always-on little bit of reverb is a spring reverb or a spring emulation, yep. you know. Yep. So, yeah, if you've got yeah, it, you've yeah. you've got the tank there, you might as well use it. Yeah. Well, you haven't That's, got it there. I can't find it. I've looked for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably in someone's guitar case. <laughs> They'll open it up and go, hang on, I have no idea how this got here. Where did my guitar go? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's funny, man. It's been replaced with a spring tank. I almost, like, at Christmas time, I almost went through the whole HX stomp period because the brother-in-law got one, Dan got one. Oh, and okay. And I thought, this is really cool because it's so small mm. and it's got everything in it. And how'd you go? Well, I didn't do it because over my time of playing, I've, I've only been that one pedal guy. Like, mm. I've only needed that Well, technically, that's amp. one pedal. Well, yeah, <laughs> technically it is, but... Um, and I just talked myself out of it. Like, I was at the shop going to buy it, and I'm sitting there, which I'm bad for with retail stuff. Mm. I'll go, oh, do I really need it? Then I start oh. talking to myself, and everyone kind of leaves me alone. Mm. And then I figure out that, that I, I don't need it. Yeah, I don't okay. It. Yeah. I don't need it. I don't need to emulate something, you know. I've, mm. I've got this. I'm happy with this, the way it's set up. I'm happy with the way it plays. Yep. I'm happy with the tone. Yep. If I plug it into a pedal like that, What's right. the point of having a nice tone to start with? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You gotta be able to spend the time programming them and Which I and you I know what throw it's, it through a window. You know what, that's a half truth because um, it's not about spending the time or having the time, it's about enjoying the time doing it. Yeah. And I flat out don't yep. enjoy doing that. I like you know, I, I'm I like the knobs and things. And look, we're 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 not the only only people that no. like that. And and I've still got the M9 and but yeah. man Stewie French uh, Tamworth just gone January just gone mm. um, we did a late night show like a honky tonk sort of show with him mm. and he had a Laurie Minson pedal which is another guitarist in Tamworth right um, a lot of people have got them I can't remember what they're called geckos or something. anyway he names each sound after a particular Australian animal oh okay just a flat board with probably f five or six mods, delays, whatever, mm. and a volume press, a volume pedal through a 59 basement. Mm. And it was so fat, like the tone wow. was so good. So it was directly coming from his tally, and you had that tally amp combination that just sang, Yeah, and nothing was getting in the road. Yeah. 
Whereas you come across other players who have got boards the size of this deck here, mm. and they've got all these Guilty. pedals running. Well, yeah, <laughs> but if you're doing a particular thing, but yeah. if you if you if you're sort of running the running the flag for tone and all that sort of stuff, and you're buying the best guitars, and yeah. it's like, man, you might as well play mm. a run of the mill yeah. Squire. Not that there's anything wrong with Squires, but why spend the money on the guitar when you're running it through those pedals? You don't necessarily need to do that. No, that's right. Yeah, and, and look that. A lot of the gigs that you do are very like you know exactly what your role is. In, oh, definitely in that moment or in that lineup or in that band or mm. you know in the genre because you do play across a few different genres. Yeah. And so that would make it easier, would it not, for you to go? This is what's required of me. I got to, I've got to cut through. Absolutely. I need to have a bit of well, maybe have a bit of slapback or something like that, and that you know, and, yep. and a little bit of extra 100%. grunt. I don't know how you run your guitar volumes, and and then that's it, isn't it? It's all the rest is. Man, Playing. For for yeah exactly like for this week coming I've got um, a WA gig which means that I'll take this board home tonight rip it out put a delay a chorus and the CS3 on it and that right. will be all I need right for that yeah. particular run yeah yeah um, so WA being Western Australia yeah Western so Australia. what what um, what's that run of gigs you've got there um, Boy Up Brook <laughs> Festival I think. <laughs> yeah, no, Boy Up Brook Festival, yeah. Right, okay. So it's um, playing for Jetty Road, they're Melbourne-based um, Carter and Carter, which are Melbourne-based pretty much, King yep. Um And my own set. Um, yep. So I, I know what I need there. Yeah. Well, listening to their stuff, okay, so I need these tones, put them on the board and yeah. take it with me. doesn't change the size of the board, it goes in the suitcase, it's easy. And arguably, like, just to take a few pedals off and put the ones on you need... Mm. That is easier than going right. I've got to delve into some menus, oh, and, and yeah. because if you had a Helix or HX Stomp or a Kemper or anything like that, and you, you can obviously fly with those things, you could do all of that. But you'd have to have previously programmed them in. Yeah, um, and I'm terrific with technology. So <laughs> two, well, you were showing days. me your watch camera. Before. I don't even know what that Just does. Just spy cam. It just shakes every now and again. Yeah. yeah. One of the reasons I want to get you on was to talk about your um, minimalist approach and mm -hmm. why that is, and I guess we've touched on it. The other thing was your use of uh, compression because yep. I know you're a fan of it and I've been scared of it, of compression forever. Mm -hmm. So that being said, let's talk, well, maybe we'll start with the guitar, the Tompkins. Tompkins, yeah. How long have you had this? Uh, you've had it from new. Um, I had it, it was, a, it was made for Stewie French, the guy I was telling you about before. Okay. Um, so I made it for him, he played it for a while. And the only reason I know it is because it's got his SF2 on the back of it, and right. I asked Al what that meant, and he's like Stewie French number two, so second one. Yeah, but it was actually by talking to Al, we haven't really nutted it down, but we've come really close over the last twenty years to trying to figure out how old it is. But I <laughs> yeah, think okay. we've come down to the fact that Al made a bass guitar first because he's a bass player, so that was right, okay. AT01. And well, as in the very first guitar he ever built was, was a bass. bass, and then. Because he couldn't afford to buy, I think this is how the story went, couldn't afford to buy a bass that he wanted, so he made his own. Okay. One and of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. He's a motorbike mechanic, diesel fitter, carpenter, all this sort of stuff. Wow. Clever dude. Yeah. Um, and then he made one for Stewie French. Mm. So that was SF02. Oh. So I think we've come to terms with the fact that this is the first electric he built. Right. right. Oh, so not the second one for Stewie French. No, not the second one for Stewie French, which is what I was so that's the thinking. Hang on a minute. This is the first six-string electric guitar that Al ever made. I, look, in the if old conversations not... that we've had, I'm pretty sure that's the way it is. But if I'm wrong, 
Like, that's coming from Al. So he's nailed it on the first go, then, like, in well, your man, mind. Honestly, this thing here was... I don't even... I couldn't even tell you anything about it. I think it's King Billy Pine. Well, you know, so Aussie it's light, is that it light? It's very light, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, the neck actually feels like the heaviest part of it, doesn't mm. it, really? But when you're actually playing it, it's quite, quite balanced, you know? And I was young when I got it. I was sort of at that stage where I could have kept playing or given up playing. Oh, okay. And when he gave it to me, it actually tricked, not tricked me, that's the wrong word for it, got me back into playing. Mm. It sort of gave me something to play for, you know? So Isn't that I, nice? Yeah, and I, I say it to him all the time. I'm like, man, like, to be honest with you, if I hadn't got this guitar, I probably wouldn't still be playing today. Get I would have out. Done something. I find totally that man. so hard to believe. It's crazy. But he, um, he carves the pickguard. So he's a leatherman as well. <laughs> he made the strap. <laughs> oh my lord. He's just, he's one of these guys, you know. He, he's got his latest, latest guitar that he showed me the other day. It was um, tied in with his motorbike parts and all that sort of stuff. So he's got all these old Very vintage Kawasaki signs on his guitar. It's just, yeah. And it hasn't had a tool put to it, as <laughs> you could probably tell, um, <laughs> since the time I've had it, apart from the 22nd of January this year, where he put a new tone knob and volume pot because it's neither of these worked. They oh, just they wires stopped come working. off or oh, right, right, yeah. And I haven't worried about it because it's been on what? <laughs> and I've never had to worry about it. So you just go, tone's on, a, on full? Well, Volume's on full? Nothing worked. It was yeah. just all on. It was just on. Yeah. So the only thing I ever changed was that which takes, basically when that's on it runs both pickups. Mm. Um, when it's off it's like a normal tally. I've just run that to go quieter and then hotter. Quieter, quieter. So, so what's this? What pickup is in the back? Do you know? I don't know. And what are these ones? No idea. I can't remember. The, the Tompkins pickups, basically. So these were always in there. Yep, hasn't been touched, man. I'm surprised you actually got that off the other day to change the tone pots and use the original screws. I was surprised <laughs> that the neck it felt slimmer than mm. I expected. Um, it was fatter. It to felt start nice. With. It just felt a little slimmer. I mean, like the. You know, oh, width-wise, yeah. Yeah, width-wise. Man, it's just been one of those things that I, could, I picked up straight away and I think I've learnt to play it because I got it when I was young. I've, I'm used to it. Right. Me picking up other guitars now is, is difficult because I, mm. I'm used to this. Well, I remember giving you this one when I first got it. Oh, no, it's not here. It's in another room. Um, that black tally? The, the TMG. Is it TMG? No, no, the white one. Oh. With the, uh, with the Bigsby on it. Right. And um, you're like... <laughs> and it's just it's the way it's like when you sit in your couch at home you know you've got a groove and yeah. it's comfortable and you know what you're at for I've put this thing through hell and it's just kept it just keeps going, going. you know I ripped the that out one day so in there is a couple of matchsticks yeah and then I punched old, it back in again old school yeah. and then it's just stayed put the PVA in as well matchsticks no. and PVA just matchsticks didn't even glue it man and was that always on there yes um, that was always on there it's a drop D it really works is it it works, but kind of... Well, here's a question. SFO2. Mm. What happened to Stewie? Why didn't he take it if it was made for him? Well, it was funny because we <laughs> played at the gig. I think, you know, guitarists do different things over time and all that sort of stuff. So they're always changing with their pedal ideas. So I guess yeah. people change with their yeah. guitars as well. You know, mm. Like I literally have two Tompkins guitars and a Strat that mum bought me in 97. And that's it. I figure, why do I need anything else? But other guitarists have a, you know, they want to collect. Like, 
the walls and all this sort of stuff. And, they're, they're, yeah. and that's cool. Yeah. But I just have no need to do it. I'd yeah. rather, you know, buy so, a carton of beer or something. <laughs> I might get you to go through these pickups. There's a sound in a minute, but Joe Barton, Joe Barton, yes, they're Joe Barton down. pickups. Yeah. but now he's getting ones wound in California. California. Yeah. Um, so the fact that you've been and, and I've met a few guys like this over the years, which I think is brilliant, that you're able to go, this is my gear and this is my sound. Like mm. you're that intrinsically um, connected to what your sound is, whereas the rest of us seem to be chasing some elusive idea of tone. I don't know if it's compensating for yeah, for I, lack of chops or what it is. No, do you know what I mean? It is, it's like, or, or whether we just fall for marketing. No, um, I don't think it is either. I think it's just a want to, to hear something different. Yeah. You know, and face it, my, my genre of music, apart from the stuff that I do with church, yeah. my genre of music is pretty, it's got a circle around it. It doesn't really go outside that circle right. as far as tones go. I, yeah. So I know that I can rock up to any country gig Granted, there's been some of them that have been weird, but most country gigs <laughs> yeah. where I can have a particular sound and people hire me for that particular sound. Which is great, provide, yeah. You know? So they go, oh, we've got a sound. Anthony can do that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the kind of vibe. Like they'd, they'd hire someone like Stewie to play the Western Swing stuff. Right. They might hire someone like Duncan Toombs to play, you know, the stratty sort of soundy stuff. Right, yep. They might hire me to do that chicken picking more yeah, American okay. style sort of stuff. Yeah. There's heaps out there to do it, don't get me wrong. Mm. Um, but that's kind of the vibe yeah. that I think yeah, works yeah. for me anyway. And how did you get how did you get into country music and and then realizing that that's what you wanted to play, like that was where you were gonna? Well, I mean, was it a conscious yeah. decision or was it just Not really? I fell into it. I think. Yeah. I um, grew up in Charters Tower, so it wasn't a lot of music. But in saying that, there's a couple of boys there that I grew up with um, musically, mm. the Goff Brothers, and they. Got into a band with them when I was a kid, basically, mm. and we started playing pub rock stuff. And I think I just lifestyle took me towards the country thing as well because of that, that lifestyle. Because um, oh, okay. I grew up, did the whole farm thing. That was the lifestyle. I grew up in a rural part of Australia. Okay. Yeah, so I, yeah. Dad listened to country music. Mum listened to country music. Yeah. The Goff Boys introduced me to some amazing country music, and it was mainly when the nineties hit that I started going. Oh, this is what I really really right. like. Right. You know? Was the mu the country music though that they were all listening to and introducing to was it Aussie country music or was it American? Okay. Back in those days, like back when I was a kid, yeah, they um, <laughs> like Slim Dusty was very prominent yeah. in Dad's collection of music. And that's very Australian. Mm. But then from the other side, from the Goff Boys, I had a lot of Merle Haggard and Charlie Pride and that sort of stuff. Yeah, right. Know? Yeah. So I kind of got a cross culture of that neo trad country. Mm. Yeah. If that's the right term. Yeah. But like I said, in the nineties, that changed completely, and the whole sound of the nineties. That when that's when the compression came in for me, because it was like, wow, that's that's the tone that I love listening to on a day to day basis. Yeah. So okay. why not emulate that tone? Yeah. So give us an example of like something that you, that's heavily compressed, or that is that tone you're talking about, and then we'll hear it without the compressor on. <laughs> Sort of squash yeah, sound, but yeah. without it, I can't remember what it sounds like. All the flutters and all that sort of stuff come out. Oh, and my okay. picking style, because I've always played compression, I've learnt to play with it. Yeah. So now when I turn it off, like if I forget it, I rarely do, but if I forget it or it stuffs up or whatever, mm. I'm lost. 
Like I've got right. to start, I start to panic and then I start using other pedals like a drive pedal, I'll take the gain right out of it and then squash it down with that and then... Oh, you're trying to get a bit of natural compression, natural compression through other drop means. Drop that down then wind the amp up maximum. And yeah, you know, and, and then, then you've got volume to, issues. Oh, I start to panic. Because most stages that I'm on, you could drop a pick on the ground and you could hear it yeah, right. flutter yeah, on the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the kind of... Um, yeah, that's why I run that. And I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, oh, you know, you run too much compression. Why do you have to run compression all the time? It doesn't fit. That's not the thing anymore. Oh, okay. Well, dude, well, pretty sure I'm the one playing it. So, <laughs> it's know. my thing. It's not an egotistical thing. It's just like, that's how I want to play. Well, so, so you're, are you saying it's the sound, but it's also bec it's the feel as well, isn't it? And it enables you to play a particular way. Oh, absolutely. That sort of bending up and hammers and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Compression will let you but hammer at the same time and it'll all be cutting through. Whereas right. if you turn the compression off and you start doing that, the bending will overtake any hammers that I do. So it doesn't just sound different, it's harder to play. Yeah, for, for me. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. And you just set everything at 12 o'clock by the looks of it. <laughs> Most of the time, man, yeah. But that's kind of skew if. Sometimes I change it, depends I mean, yeah. on where I'm at. You know, the tone... I never really used the tone. Like it's always. I think that's where it was when I bought it. So. <laughs> Straight up and down. Yeah. I mean, every... he's just deflecting a tad. I did go through a stage there where I wound a couple of these down. What, so you it, it attacked a little bit quicker and. But the sustain, man. Like when you when you start using sustain for like a lot of old trad country things, and you want want this note to last a bit longer, so you can bend this note down to it. Like oh, sort of, okay. That sort of stuff. If yeah. I have no compression there, it dies. It'll just die very quickly. That'll die, yeah, and then this one'll yeah. stick out. It's like, why'd you play that? Um, uh, right. So yeah, that's the kind of vibe on that. So it is super important for for me, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd hazard a guess that most sort of country players would have a compressor pedal on, wouldn't they? Yeah, most do. Um, so most of I see these days generalization yeah. kind of not using them as much. And as is that a fashion do. thing? You think? Don't know. Maybe it's a tone thing. It's like everyone's but got like a it's different not, taste, you know. Yeah, but I was wondering with, if it's like maybe you're not hearing it so much on albums these days, like you're not, you would have in the nineties. Yeah, and even the early two thousands. Or there's different styles of compression. Like the Strymon is completely different compressor to what that is. I just use that as a boost now. Oh, is that a compressor? Is it? Yeah. I hadn't actually seen what that was. Oh, an optical compressor. Mm, don't know what that means. But no, um, something to do with lights. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> but I've noticed when the more I one that compression up on that thing, I've never spent too much time on it either, mm. but the less it compresses, and there's a happy spot in between them that just doesn't make sense to me, but yeah. So now I use it as a boost. Right. And it works. Let's hear this this compressor to hear the difference. And I get what you mean about using it just as a, as a boost. As a That's, boost, you know, yeah. you know, you were saying I'm a bit scared of com compressor, yep. uh, of compression, I should say. So I have mine on sparingly but a lot of time I'm just using it as a boost are you playing a lot of chicken picking stuff but no 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 so that's the thing if you start no. playing that style of stuff then maybe yeah you'd, you'd lend itself because well, there's a lot of fast picking in there that i find without compression it gets lost as well yeah but that might be just my style of playing too it, yeah I, if i'm using it and it's not being i'm not using it as a boost it might be more for like arpeggiating chords right where i want everything to I don't want the dynamics to be as rich as yep. I normally like. Yep. I want yep. everything to be a little bit more even so that it, 
it, you know, things ring true and ring and sustain together. Totally. Uh, and that's probably the only way I really use a compressor apart from boost, using it as a boost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So completely so different. that came to my mind too is I use a lot of open notes. And I suppose with your open notes, when you want your open notes to ring a bit longer and you're doing other stuff, unlike mm. what mm. just happened then, <laughs> yeah. um, it does keep it nice and yeah. straight. Right, yeah. Goes, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, there's no... So, it's... It's also a cut through, so, anyway. I'm trying to justify my compression here. Okay? No, um, Unfortunately, I still have to have it compressed. So realistically, I might send this back to Davey one day, take that off the record, um, <laughs> and just get a boost pedal. You leave it here, I'll give it to him. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the thing, and I'll get one of those small boost Oh, pedals. so what you're saying is if you want to use it as a boost, it has to be on as a compressor. Compression has to come on as well. So well, you okay, so it. you'd need to set it but so it's But it's got a cool thing. Well, you switched it so quickly, yeah. I thought you were having a fit. I wasn't no, quite sure no, what no, you were doing. I'm going to have to call the medics. <laughs> but yeah, now it's got the mid treble and it's boosts, right? So. Oh, uh, that's pretty. That's great. Just compressing a certain set of frequencies. Yes, and yeah. it'll make it like if you obviously accidentally kicked it on treble one day and I've gone into a solo and it was a. A Western swing sort of thing, so it was the notes were very, uh, yeah, 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 unlike that last one, yeah, very particular notes, and they had to be sounding like that Gretchy sort of sound, yeah, and it was on treble. So I've gone into it, and I'm already nervous at the stage because I've got Stewie French, who's the swing king master, <laughs> the swing king, and I'm yep. like, far out, swing's not my thing at all, you know. <laughs> and I, I, Crap myself every time. Um, same thing happened with Red Volcar. Like on stage with him, he played for Mill Haggard, so he's yeah. got this jazz swing stuff covered yeah. to a T, uh, and he throws me a solo, and I'm just like, dude, no. I'm quite happy to sit in behind with you, <laughs> nice little, you know, rhythmistic sort of stuff. Just enjoying, enjoying, enjoying and I don't make yeah. eye contact, so I don't have to actually get the solo. So he's come over <laughs> oh, to me. Hey, top tip. <laughs> he's come over to me and just looked at me it's in the face, idea. and he's a fairly sort of hefty dude. And he's got this aurora about him because he's just a master player. Yeah. And when he comes into your personal space, you can't help but look at him. Right. And he's you, gone. Well, otherwise you're being rude. You're ignoring him. There's that point yeah, too, yeah, but yeah. it's also the fear. And he's just sort of gone, <laughs> just play. And I sort of gave me a confidence. And then I started playing stuff I didn't even know I could play. Oh, anyway, that's another story. Because you're in. I've been told to do it. And you're in the swing thing. Yeah. And it's not your thing. And the and band we play with are just phenomenal. Where was that? Tamworth again. Most Tamworth. of our stuff's at Tamworth. Yeah. Because it's a the qu uh, quantity of gigs right. attracts the chances to play with these guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Red yeah. Red playing, Red plays Tompkins as well. So Al really? got read out and, yeah. Right. But anyway, with the whole yeah. treble thing, mm. it came in and I've gone to the boost and it's just going spin thin as oh. crap. And I'm thinking, what on earth is going on here? And I look down and went, Oh, okay. Pretty hard to change in the middle of yeah. playing. Well, it's impossible. Easy to turn it on, 
really hard to turn it off because I must have kicked it with my foot. Oh. And it's just gone on. Anyway. That happens. It's terrible. That happens. Yeah. All right. So you've got the so your signal path. You're going into here. Yep. This you sometimes use. Yep. This you sometimes use. Sometimes, like I said, church board. I'll use it there because it's a bit heavier. Um, right. Like when I go home tonight, I'll be taking it out. What? So that's is that uh, an overdrive? Mm. Okay. Let's hear Double. that. Or Marshall sort of. And you got a second. Oh, that's my cut. That's right, I was using it as a cat channel. Because um, <laughs> we have to unplug. Oh, yeah. When you go off stage. What, is it not meant to be a cut? No, no, I just turned the game down. So oh, okay. Right, I see. Um, but it's a, it's a heavy Oh, cat. right. But you can't blend them, which is really cool. Are they stacked at the moment? Uh, well, that wouldn't really cut through either. You'd be lost in a mix, wouldn't well, you? Well, with that, it all depends on where you set it to. No. Like I said, I was using it as a, um, a drop channel, so it didn't really make. Didn't. But I don't use distortion a lot because I don't like it anymore. So you have your amp set that it's br it's breaking up. Now? Yeah. No. Oh, that couldn't be any cleaner. Yeah. yeah if I stick on the compression. Yep. Still clean. We're running through a Fender Deluxe. Blues Deluxe, yeah. Blues Deluxe. What year is that one, do you know? No idea anymore. I bought it about 15 years ago from a guy at the front of a music shop because I was walking in to buy one mm. and I saw the black ones in there. Mm. I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, deluxe. Yeah. Yep. It was a Deluxe Reverb. Right. And he's tapping on the shoulder. Old dude, would have been in his 80s. He's like, come look at this. So I walked out. <laughs> I opened his boot. Get away, old man. Yeah. Is that what you said? <laughs> kind of, not really. <laughs> and um, yeah, he's walked, walked out to his car and that was in the boot. It was just sitting in there. Oh, yeah. And it was pristine, obviously, because that's yeah. seen a few gigs. But, yeah. Um, and he's gone, do you want this? And I'm like, Blues Deluxe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Give it a go. How much do you want for it? And I think it was 800 bucks or something. Uh, which is probably about right. So I bought it and it has not let me down. I think the cable between the amp and the speaker had a crack in it at one stage. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. You yeah. don't normally see that, do you? No. No, but it's been cool. It's been what was great. he going to do? Like, flog it off at the shop? He was taken into the shop to get yeah. it done on consignment, so it worked out well for him too. Didn't it? Because they probably would have given him 200 bucks for it. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have given him 800. No. Nah. So I played that the whole time, and then I stepped up to a basement, the 59 reissue thing, I think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I saw around. Lots of headroom. They're loud. Loud, but you can get that quality at a lower volume too. Yeah. I noticed I had to turn the compression down on this thing, the actual volume... Oh, the level, yeah. Open the amp up and then bring the level down and oh, right. feel like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. then you accidentally hit that, or the power goes out or something like that. And then, boom. Oh, yeah, true. Um, but this one here, like I was saying before, is more of a plug-and-play sort of amp. It's like, I haven't used it for ages. Yeah. I took it out of this case, took it to church on Sunday, put it on stage, turned it on, didn't touch the EQ, put the volume up to two, and then... 
Great. So interesting you should say that because you've just reminded me when I bought mine and mm. I it would have been about that time, 15 yep. years ago. Was that about when they first came out? Oh, no. Or was I it think, a bit longer? I think it's a bit older than that, but yeah. I would have been newly married. Hmm? Newly married to my first wife. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... Which, just for the record, is my current wife. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah, yeah okay. I've got one of those two. Yeah. Messages on the... I always yeah, think when people are looking at their phone, uh, their watch, I'm like, oh, they, you know... You're really They're getting worried time. about time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And it's not. It's just the rest of the world you know wanting your attention. You've got to do that. Um, yeah, so you reminded me of... I, I spent an hour and a half, I reckon, in an amp room in a music store that's no longer there in Melbourne, um plugging in and what the reason I bought it was because you could close your eyes and turn all the controls in any which way mm -hmm. and it sounded good yep uh, and it They're didn't matter what I did and I thought this amp is foolproof yep and I've had it that's why most backlines will provide you with foxes uh, according to your story <laughs> earlier <laughs> man I've had scorpion amps as backlines <laughs> and I mean I'm not a I try and work with what I've got yeah and I understand that sometimes people can't always supply but at the same time, why ask you what? Yeah, you why want? ask what you want and then give something else? And you know, in in fairness, Voxes um, do sound. They're they're a completely different oh, animal mm. to. Well, you got your three sounds, haven't you? You got Vox, Marshall, and Fender, yep. and then everything else is just well, variations of that. Yeah, I reckon there's probably four or five. Well, okay, but, but yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Mm. Get your generics. Yeah, 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 and so and like, that's more generic than the word generic. I think. You know, the deluxe amp has always been that go-to for yeah. country players. Well, I think anyway, as a guitarist, if you rock up and you see that's your back line, mm. you, you, you at least know what you get, what you're Absolutely. in for, and you go, I can work with this, this is brilliant. Definitely. Let's go over the, the guitar again. I know mm. we're backtracking a little, but just to hear the difference between the pickups. Is, is everything working now on this? Yes, yeah, I've got it all working again on... I'm just interested January. to hear how... Because if you're running such a clean amp, and you're kind of not really using your overdrive pedals. When you want to stick out mm -hmm. and you're doing a solo, you're bo just boosting that signal, or you're changing something on your guitar. Yeah. No, well, yeah, occasionally I did, like I was saying, when these weren't working, I was using this as a step up. Yeah. But realistically, the tone that I mainly play. Yeah, which is which pickup? Those two. Oh, okay. Yeah, brings these two in. Uh, That's yeah, just yeah. that. Right. That hotness to it. Which so, I like. Yeah, so that's not just the bridge, that's the bridge, yeah, and, the, bridge and, the neck. and the neck. And then I've never really used the two things that I use are either fully that way, mm. which is just your neck, which is that. Western swing or subtlety notes, you like colouring with yeah. behind it. It doesn't need to stand out, which is great. Um, but when you're doing the fast stuff, you want, yeah, I want these two. Um, as far as right. standing out goes on stage, mm. most of our gigs that we play at, the sound guy is kind of employed to do that. Yeah. You know, we, we step forward or, or whatever on stage, the sound guy says, okay, well, it's his turn to play a solo. Or they, we throw they know. They're, yeah. So they're good sound guys. Yeah. They're not set and forget. The you don't look around. You try. You're doing a solo there at the bar. Oh yeah. No. 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 We had a Brian. His name is. Um, always saw him in Tamworth. He wasn't at Tamworth this year, unfortunately. Mm. But um, yeah, he was fantastic. Another guy, Phil Lawson. He's a Melbourne guy. Mm. He's unbelievable. Like 
he knows you're going for a solo even before you before you know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I've walked, sort of looked down and, and I must have a, a pattern that I do before I play. So I've sort of looked around or whatever I've done. I should ask him. And I can already hear me lift oh, it. Right. It's like, oh, okay, I'll play a solo then over that, you know? Yeah. Amazing sound. Yeah. Doesn't happen all the time. No, that's unusual. Um, but that's great. Or I'll turn around and just go up a notch on the amp and then. Yeah. Do what I have to and then come back and turn it down again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or forget and they just stay, stay loud. Well, I, the gig. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your guitar's not just road worn, it's road damaged. But Oh, yeah. The I only mean, mark on it was that like, one. Like, that's one I'm looking at where it, that's an indentation. He was buffing it before he gave it to me and the buffer grabbed it, threw it across the room. Oh, no way. Yeah, onto a piece or two before it was on the ground. And he said, Sorry, mate, here you go. No, well, I didn't <laughs> care because it was like, Holy crap, he's giving me a guitar. Um, oh, hang on. What? The first time you got it, oh, I thought you took it in to have no, something no, no. done, and it's then he goes on to touch, man. That's <laughs> the only one. That Guess what? Done. Mystery solved. That's why Stewie didn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, but everything else has been me. Mate, been can I hold it up to the to the camera? Um, which one should I hold it up to? Maybe. Check that out. Oh, hang on. Look at that. Oh, in the light. But not just that. <clears throat> hang on. I'm stepping on the lead. That is, but how good is that? You can actually feel that bit of timber yep. coming through. That is unbelievable. And that's how I know where I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or well, how is it when you get on a dark stage? Um, when last well, thing I can't play any other guitar in dark no. lights anymore. Uh, you don't realise it until you have to, and then you're like, what? Just what's happening? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, with it, well, I know with this one because I, I know the indentations. Yeah, and it's not like I can't tell you. Now the invitations. No, 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 no. I play it, so no. I know where I'm at. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's understand. crazy. Now you're 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 playing all the time, mm. um, as in you're gigging a lot. So, does that mean you just practice for the gigs, or you always have a guitar in your hand, or do you no. intentionally sit down and go right? I'm going to practice. I don't have any gigs uh, today or this week, so I'm just going to practice. Or what? What do you do? I don't really. Um, nearly thought about it. I guess. I've never had time to practice because I've always been working a day job as well. Yeah. You know? um, last year I obviously retired from working so I could concentrate on music. That's given me more chance to sit down and play. Yeah. I find myself playing acoustic a little bit. Yeah. Um, which we haven't even got onto. No. Nah. Yeah. And then I find myself doing solo gigs, which is something I've never really done either. Right. Just a guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been great fun. Great yeah. for me, great vocally as well because it starts to open up things that I couldn't do prior yeah but when it comes to practice it's like yeah okay so this weekend i'll go home again tonight got a lot to do tonight change that board sit down with the charts prepare mm. learn um i can't retain a lot of stuff mm. um it's a whole other story but so i find if i do it the week before mm. i can retain it enough to yeah. get the weekend out of the road so you it's, know? it's not quite cramming but it's yeah close to it Close to it, and then I'll yeah. do it on the plane, and I'll listen to it non-stop. Mm. Just that'll be what I listen to, um, and it's probably about fifteen percent of it will stick. Yeah, <laughs> and it's happy days. So you, you're like listening for the changes and anything that might be a little bit odd. Hooks and the hooks, hooks. right? Yeah. The biggest thing about me, and I tell everyone this, is like I'll play the hooks to a song because obviously they're very important. Uh, but as far as solos and all that sort of stuff go, yeah, just don't don't employ me to play guitar if that's what you want to get. 
like a replicated solo. Yeah, because it won't happen. There's heaps of guitar, guitarists out there that I take my hat off to. That um, can do that. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy I know that just learns everything back to front. It's That's amazing. Un- yeah, it is. That's a whole other skill, isn't mm. it? It's a completely different skill. It's amazing. To no, be able for no. To do that. He's Me. probably really good at chess and Sudoku or something oh, as well. Yeah, I reckon he's a serial killer on that. What kind of vibe did I get? Anyway, um, that's the thing, you know, and that's, yeah. that's got its place. Yeah. But I came from a, a school, and it's I'm not making excuses, yeah. but it's a school of improv, and that's how I learnt. And right. probably that's what's sort of given me skills to be able to play most things. Yeah, yeah, place, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Rather than just sort of being stuck to one genre. I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Plus well, it's guitar, man, it's all the same. Whether you're playing swing, jazz, rock, whatever, it's chords and structures. and. Yeah, I actually want want to get you to show me some stuff for our patrons. Oh, um, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll do that in a minute, but um, r- really it's so that I can learn something. <laughs> <laughs> well, We've been talking about like having a jam probably for like five no, no, years. No, it's never happened. And it's never happened, and I'm like, I need to learn something. Well, so now that I've got your captive, hey? I can still get out. Uh, yeah, I know, but uh, well, <laughs> you think you can? No, I can definitely. Oh, okay, right. You probably could. Doors yeah. don't really stop. Well, you'd much. probably just open the door and walk out. Well, that's probably the easy way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, that that whole skill of learning learning something note for note. Yeah, I can't do that. And yeah. the thing I the thing that used to frustrate me was I'd sit down to learn a solo. Like this is this has been any time I've sat down to learn a solo. After the first lick or two, mm-hmm. or the first you know couple of bars, that was enough for me to fulfil my, crea- you know my uh, des- yeah, yeah. creative desires, and I'd just get sidetracked. I'd musically get sidetracked. I'd never get onto what the next bit was. So I've, I've never been able to. So it's not really because for me, it's not like I came from any school of improv or anything. It was just like I had a short attention span. Yeah, well, that's probably <laughs> that the same with all of us, man. To be realistic, like. I wasn't just going to do that. Um, Tune up. Yeah, it's 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 improv. I believe is how you start creating your own sounds, like your own riff right, patterns yep. and that sort of stuff. Like I've learned a heap. I've learned a heap off all these players that I've mentioned, and it's just what you do with them that sort of sets you different. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you. Like Stewie French. That that sort of riff there in in a country scene, like in a slow four or a slow mm. swung. Is such a tasty riff. It has come da, from da, da, yeah, that one. Da, da, da. Oh, all right. Bends up pin, yeah. Reminds me a bit of a, a Shadows song, was it? Kind of. So you've got that, and then that stems into um, Clint Strong from the original Merle Haggard Strangers. Yeah, yeah. He was a jazz player, phenomenal. Could tell you exactly every note that he's playing in a riff as he's playing him, sort of thing. He's just a that is, mind is insane. Incredible. So then that yeah. went to Roy Nichols or whoever else. Yeah. And Stewie's picked it up from them, I imagine, and turned it into his own thing. Yeah. And then it's kind of known as the, the Stewie riff. Is that you right? Know, when you play yeah. it, it's like, wow, man, this is mind-blowing stuff, you know? Oh, wow. Then Maybe I that's what you'll have to show me later. Yeah, well, they're all... That's, they're easy, you know? You're just bending up to the notes. Right. Yeah. It's, it's context, yeah. isn't it? Context. It's yeah. placement and context. And, yeah. Um, that's why I sort of get off all these guys. Like, I wish I had a video camera on Stewie for these last 10 days in Tamworth. Mm. Some of the stuff he pulls out. I can tell he's surprising himself too. The way he plays. No, you know, really. He sort of sits there and that a must player. be a beautiful Jeff position Simpson, to be in. Amazing bass player. Sits in behind, knows 
every song that Stewie plays. Who's that? Jeff Simpson. Okay. Amazing bass. Another Tompkins player. Yep. Beautiful um, emerald green bass. Lovely player. But just so much feel. Mm. Sits wherever he's supposed to sit in a song and can pick it within the first couple of bars of where he's supposed to sit. Yeah, behind right. or, yeah. you know. Wow. And Brad Bergen, the drummer that was with us, um, was just phenomenal players. They're yeah. pocket players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they play with their ears rather than yeah. a lot of players who just sort of play with their eyes or whatever, you know, with their hands. <laughs> with their teeth. Yeah, with, with their feet or um, I, I know what you mean. And then yeah, we had yeah. Lucky Oceans, who was one of the original members in a band called The Sleep at the Wheel. Amazing American swing, Western right. swing. Yeah. So us on stage, I'm the odd one out because I'm a chicken-picking sort of player. Right. And even though Stewie's... Amazing at that too, mm. but this, the rest of the outfit's just like this solid Western swing, and it's like, man, this is blowing my mind, you know. Mm. And then Jeff's looking at me while Stewie's playing this amazing solo, and he's going, like, <laughs> it amazes him, and he's been playing with Stewie for years too, you know. <laughs> and Brad will look over and go, holy crap, that was amazing. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. being on stage while that happens just. is so cool until Stewie then looks at you and yeah. throws your solo, yeah. and it just turns to shit instantly. It's like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> Don't well, do it, don't do it, don't do it. I'm sure that was just in your mind. No, <laughs> no, man. No. Well, maybe, whatever, but it's, yeah. it happened. Yeah. It's a thing. Oh, well. It's but, good to know that we all have... Oh, <laughs> man. We're all the same in that like, regard. I, I've never been nervous. I've never got nervous. Yeah. And it wasn't until the first gig with Red that I actually got nervous. Yeah, right. Because I thought, this guy is just so much... Did you psych yourself out? Oh, big time. Yeah. And I sit there and I start panicking and on the way to the gig I'll panic and I'll yeah. think, oh, I hope my amp, hope my valves are seated correctly, I hope nothing goes wrong. Oh. And it's like, stop it, stop it, have a beer, or 20. And then I start to get loose again and it's like, okay, cool. But then now you get over that first hurdle yeah. and you understand that every player is a different player. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. all playing their own styles and there's all room for it. Yeah, you know? and, and it doesn't matter. I can't play with red players. And he's had conversations with me over dinner saying that he can't play some of the stuff I can play. Yeah. Which and I think he's lying. Yeah. But that's not the <laughs> point. It sounded really good. You it's know? very polite. Yeah, very polite. But there's a truth to that. Yeah. And everyone's got their yeah. place. You know, there's no one that's better than anyone else. And, you know, yeah. that's, a, that's a cop out. I think a lot of people sort of use, oh, you know, he's such a great guitarist. He's much better than this guy. And oh, I'm thinking, oh, that, you can't that's say that. strange language. Like, I understand appreciating someone and, and you know, their their talent and going, they're really good at what they do. Mm. But to start then, like, putting people in some sort of pecking order is completely... Aussies are really good at that. Aussies do it, I so know. Good. And it's, you know, isn't that's, you leave that kind of for, like, the school ground, surely. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the stuff that I expect my eight-year-old, yeah. and I still clip him under the ear if he says that sort of stuff. Yeah. There's, there's no place for it, you know? Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's not. Right. One, one of my goals this year, we did a little 2020 goals in the last one of the last videos that we did. One of the, the first one for the year actually. And uh, one of my goals is to to just stop comparing. Yes. And like you know, oh, yeah. whether it's my playing, whether it's the YouTube channel, mm -hmm. and, and you know, like just that. Definitely, man. In those moments of insecurity or whatever it might be, and you start comparing, it's like oh, so I'm like that's something I'm. I'm really going to work on not doing this year. I've got a singer that will name nameless. Um, oh, can I guess? No, no, no. <laughs> just kidding. Don't because I've got a terrible poker face. He or she? She. Okay, she. Very, very good at what she does. Right. Brilliant voice, great tone, 
will stop people as they're walking through venues in the tracks to look yeah, up on this, who's yeah. singing on stage. One of those that, things, yeah? yeah, yeah. Never content, and it stops her from doing things that I know she can do. Oh, frustrating. And I know a heap of people like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's frustrating because it's like, man, you've got so much potential. Just unlock it. It's in, it's in your mind to unlock it. Yeah. And the comparison thing comes up, you know, yeah. oh, this person was on before me, I can't sing as good as her, so I'm not going to do it. Or this guy's on before me, I can't play as good. I've done it too, you know. Yeah. And it's just, I wish I could sort of have a stick that you can hit people with and <laughs> think that and just like instantly <laughs> fix it. You just get one, just call it the sensible stick. Sensible stick. Sensible yeah, stick. The, the fixing sensible stick. Yeah. There's probably a better name for it somewhere. Yeah. Canem, that's pretty much what you're saying. Bring yeah, back yeah, capital, yeah, oh, absolutely. Capital, it's not yeah. capital punishment. It can be, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. it all means the same thing. Bring it back. T-shirts made and stuff. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just want to wish you could go click and that's gone because how many amazing players and amazing singers will you then see Yeah. who you'll never yeah. hear because they're too scared to do it, you know? Well, this is the thing that, yeah, it's so true. And, and working at the studio here, I see time and time again just how many... Um, how many things you need to line up in order to just get a like a great finished song mm. you know so it's not just about can they sing it's not just about is the song a really good song yep. it's not just a, it's it's everything has to come together and if they if you've got someone who is not able to just cuz to throw off those insecurities in the moment and just you know get behind the mic and just go this is me then it, the song just doesn't quite, mm. oh, you know, it's telling a, a story. Yeah, because yeah. we're communicators, aren't we? Oh, that's 100%, that's man. what it is. Something that you you need to know about Anthony is Anthony is a fantastic singer as well, singer songwriter. Um, and we've got to get you back on to do something. Oh, like I'd that. love to. Yeah, yeah. because we just well, don't have time today. But the only person that can stop you from doing stuff is yourself. It's, yeah, it's an obvious statement. Yeah, I just see it so often. And uh, yeah. yeah. There's no room for it in my world anymore. I just said that. That's it. Yeah. Well, you got to make a stand for yourself, don't you? You kind of got to believe in yourself without being egotistical at the same time. Yeah. Like, I'm able to do this, so I'm going to do this. Yeah. And that's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so something that I've listened to a I've listened to a podcast a lot recently. Dave uh, Dave O'Neill's podcast called okay. the, the Debrief, where he has um, comedians in the car after the show and they talk about the show. Yep. And something that I've been surprised at and really, I've felt is really refreshing is they all talk about nervousness before getting on stage, anxiety, mm -hmm. all the stuff that I go through before I have to get on stage, regardless of where the stage is, what the gig is, I always have this period of just being anxious. Oh, definitely. Um, I just want to start. And like all these comedians, maybe because comedians tend to be more like vulnerable they're all talking about it, and I'm like, oh, it's a thing. It's like, a thing, it's man. not just me and a handful of other people. No. Everyone must go through this, and it doesn't stop them from doing it. No. You know, you've still got this desire and this, like, you know, this um, pull creatively that you've got to do it. Um, it's it's the sense. lead up, is, you know. It's difficult. Everyone, I don't, I, when I say I don't get nervous, I don't class it as nervousness. I, I class that the anxiety yeah. is a completely separate thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do get anxious because number one, you want to do a great job. Yeah. Number two, you want to know the songs for the artist that yeah. you're playing for someone else. Yeah. yeah. So it's all that sort of stuff. It's not I don't call that nervousness. I just no. think it's it's that edge which I then have learnt to use and I suppose most musos will do it subconsciously. 
that's the adrenaline edge that you get when you start playing. Yeah. And that'll give you this thing that happens. When you walk up a stage and you've got your tone and everything sits in the pocket, yeah. it's like, this is amazing. Everything goes up so yeah, high. You know, it's to that, another level. Yes, yes. And it's great. And that's where some of the best gigs have come from. You know, if you notice that when you don't actually give a crap about the gig, they're some of the worst gigs. Yeah. Well, what you mean you don't give a crap about it because you're trying to, like, play down the whole well, everything. Yeah, for whatever reason, yeah. you know. Um, for whatever reason. It's funny how it works. And yeah. There's so many little bits and pieces of the whole story, you know. But one of the great gigs is not just when you're doing that, but when you everyone else is doing oh, that man. as well. And then Absolutely. and then you can I'm happy to say I've had a few of those. Yeah. And some of them have just been we had a band up in um, North Queensland for years with the golf boys I was saying before. Yeah. And we had so many pockets like New Year's Eve gigs. We played at Caroline Beach up in Far North for yeah. Twelve years in a row or something, and back in the days where you used to be inside, people could still smoke in the bar. The vibe was just huge. Yeah, yeah. And people were everywhere, and the pockets that used to happen, you'd get lost in pockets. Like I've never been a long soloer, so I'll play solos mm. over a certain amount of time, and that's it. I won't go yeah. further out. Sixty-four was, bars. That's enough for you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, fifteen or sixteen minutes. I like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the thing, I've been playing solos for like 10 minutes and everyone will be in the groove and everyone's dancing and yeah. then you figure out, it's like, oh, oh I, I'll finish this song now and go to the next one and then it'll happen again. It's like, wow. Those moments are what you do this for. Yeah, you know, yeah. Playing with Red Volcart, same thing. Sitting in behind, listening to him sing and play and then he throws you a solo and you get that solo correct and he goes, yeah. gives you a nod and it's like, someone actually called it on video for me and sent it to me. I played a solo, he's turned around done that oh. and I've, I've still got the video at home I'm like far out that is like the yeah, pinnacle of everything yeah. for me you know yeah not that you need gratification but it's just it's nice every now and again it certainly is yeah well you know it's it's a bit of a um the, the whole journey of being a player and being a muso mm. it's ups and downs and you need oh, definitely. you know you need to be able to um enjoy the ups and the moments when they're there yeah um, you just got to create them and make them work for you. Yeah. Hopefully they come all the time. Yeah. Well, this has been great, mate. It's been yeah. a, a good time to chat. Fun. Good to um, explore some of these pedals that you don't use. And um... yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a delay pedal back home in the cupboard as well. Is it a Boss DD something? No. What it's is a it? Dan Electro Tape Echo. It's about this big. Oh, it's with huge. actual tape. Quite no. Deep. Well, it's got a picture of a tape on it. If that counts. Oh. But it's like... I guess so. Uh, 80s pedal, maybe? I haven't really looked into it. But, yeah, okay. Um, brought it off a mate of mine. And it's really cool. It's got a big slide knob on it for the timing, so you can actually kick it along with your foot. Oh, you're right. I actually Which is great for me, because yeah. I can't ever get the tap right. I start tapping, and the next minute, I'm completely behind the beat, and it sounds like shit, so I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Nah, that's not going to work. What, so you think the slide will help? <laughs> well, yeah, the slide, you can just move it around to your right, and so... Yeah, just keep cool. moving it. Unless I just double up playing. Yeah. Turn it off, you know? Yeah. But like there's a few others there, but tuners. I've got two of them, but I don't put them on the board. It's funny, that. But you got two tuners and you don't yeah. use them. you got the one behind i got the snarky so. here. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Bye. So thanks for watching. Please leave your comments down below. Give us a thumbs up. Give a thumbs up for Anthony. And um, subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you. We'll see you next video. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.